Welcome to Hindsight, the podcast where I highlight memories of games from my past and butcher the plot. Thankfully, today's game has much less plot than usual, because I'm talking about a Nintendo 64 platformer, That's right, folks. Today is all about the kazoo covers. Grant Kirkhope put together perhaps one of the greatest video game soundtracks of all time for this game. And I think I should do it justice by giving a few covers of the music from, uh, from myself. Banjo-Kazooie's story can be summed up pretty easily. Gruntilda the Witch wants to be young and pretty, so she kidnaps Banjo's sister Tootie to drain her youth and transfer it into herself. Banjo and Kazooie set out to free Tootie from becoming ugly and beat up Gruntilda in the process. Seeing as the story is so bare, we have plenty of time to talk about the gameplay and the atmosphere of this game. Being an early 3D platformer, the gameplay here might be hit or miss for some, but I personally think that it is one of the best representations of the genre in this console generation at least. The tools at your disposal for navigating the world are so widely varied and allow for so much creativity that allows players to approach, uh, to approach it in pretty much whatever way they choose uh, and to forge their own paths through the levels while also giving puzzles with clear answers and fantastic humor. The game starts in Banjo's house, since he was asleep while Grunty kidnapped Tootie from directly outside. After waking up and going through a short tutorial in Spiral Mountain, the player takes their skills to Grunty's lair. Grunty's Lair is a world in itself, containing puzzles, hidden areas, and skill tests that challenge the player to rise to the challenge of taking the fight to this witch. Within the lair, there are several portals to different regions, which are unlocked by returning jigsaw-shaped jiggies to incomplete puzzles, which contain pictures of that world. Around Grunty's Lair are several music note doors, which block access to further areas of the lair until you can collect enough music notes in other levels. These music notes work much like coins in Mario 64. There are a hundred in each level, and if you die in the level, any notes you picked up are reset. So to get all the notes, you need to do so without dying. The other major collectible are the Jinjos. 
there are five of these for each level, and they don't reset when you die, so there's no stress. They reward you a jiggy when you collect all five. The first world you encounter is directly inside Grundy's lair on the right. It's called Mumbo's Mountain. Mumbo is a witch doctor who can transform you into different things, and this, uh, on this world he can transform you into an ant, which allows you to access at least one Jiggy. The same can be said for any future transformations, they'll help you uh, to access a place where you can get a Jiggy, which you wouldn't be able to typically otherwise. The area in Mumbo's Mountain is grassy with a small pond and a mountain. I know. Big surprise, a mountain, right? In Mumbo's Mountain. I'm, I'm shocked. Uh, the level is straightforward, though, so you can collect your various collectibles and move on to the next area after bullying a chimpanzee who's monopolizing an orange tree. The second world is a deserted island with a lot of pirate decor. There isn't a mumbo transformation here that I can recall, but you do get a high jump and flight skills, which massively change the way you can travel through a level. Both of these skills can only be used from atop their skill platforms, which are scattered throughout different places of interest in the area. The map on this world is quite large, uh, with an entire second level with a lighthouse on the peak of the mountain in the center of the island. There's a great little boss fight with a hermit crab and a word puzzle in a sunken sandcastle. The sandcastle word puzzle can be revisited later to use cheat codes that you find later in the game from a little non-playable character you find called Cheeto. <laughs> Da 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 da
after collecting some more jiggies from the beach, you can make your way to Clanker's Cavern. It's a sewer level with a lot of swimming. There's no mumbo transformation here either, but you do get the Golden Feather Rush, which allows you to become invulnerable for a short period of time. I think Clanker's Cavern does a really great job of making a water level that feels fun to traverse and also adds a level of strategy and tension. Uh, the the only other like water level that I can think of that does this is in uh, like the Sonic games, where you have the the music that changes and uh, adds that stress level to it. After conquering the cavern, you can move on to the next level of Grunty's Lair, where you can find new worlds here. The first of which is Gobi Valley. <laughs> The valley is filled with typical Egyptian fare, including pyramids, a sphinx labyrinth, and floating magic carpets. Uh, there's a maze within the sphinx uh, that's a lot of fun to traverse. The there's a like a timed puzzle maze in there as well, uh, and some of the jiggy challenges in here are very fun. After you finish in Gobi Valley, you can head over to the graveyard and find the haunted mansion. <laughs> Frankly, I don't remember a whole lot about uh, the mansion itself, uh, but I do know that there is a mumbo transformation here that transforms you into a pumpkin. You can uh, transform into the pumpkin, which is quite small, uh, in order to go down like drain pipes and things like that and explore uh, very small portions of the land. After you're finished with the mansion, you can head back to the water with Rusty Bucket Bay. <laughs> Do 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 do
There's a lot less swimming here, considering the water is filled with pollution and oil runoff, which hurts you if you spend too much time in it. The maze puzzles and the general level design here, I think, far outweigh the looks of the stage. Uh, I think it's one of the ugliest stages, but as far as uh, having to traverse and get around the stage, it's probably one of the more fun ones. After you're done uh, trying to not swim around Rusty Bucket Bay, you can move on to the swamp level, which uh, the name I, it escapes me. This level features green mud boots and a mumbo transformation into a crocodile. I didn't really enjoy this level very much. It just, it seemed like they tried way too hard to just make it hard to move around. Uh, they put a lot of, like, swamp areas in here that uh, would hurt you when you stood in it. You needed the boots uh, and their stretching animation, which took a few seconds to do uh, in order to actually traverse a lot of places in the level. Uh, and it just, I don't know, it just kind of rubbed me wrong. Uh, not really my favorite level. But after you're done in the swamp, you can move on to Freeze Easy Peak. <laughs> Freeze Easy Peak is a snow level, and honestly, this uh, this specific area is really, really impressive. Uh, the the like height limits on this level are so high that it it feels like it shouldn't be on the Nintendo sixty four. Uh, there's a huge snow sculpture basically in the center of the level where you can go from the bottom in 
uh, the water, the like freezing water underneath, and you can go all the way up above. And it's kind of weird because uh, back on the Pirate Island level, uh, they would have split this into two separate areas that had loading zones between, but you didn't on uh, on this area, which I thought was really weird. One of the other things featured in Freeze Easy Peak is uh, a new ability, the Wing Dash. It allows you to shoot yourself like a dart very fast in like a set direction you're aiming uh, while you're flying. I personally find it really hard to aim with that. Uh, I could see it being potentially a little aggravating to people when they're trying to use it. But there's a few puzzles in here and then throughout the rest of the game that uh, that use the ability. The NPCs and the tasks here are super fun, uh, super winter-themed. Got some, like, ice things. Uh, you've got little igloo dwellers inside, and it's just, it's a lot of fun. So we move on from Freeze Easy Peak onto our last level. The last level very infamous for a lot of people, is Click Clock Wood. It is by far the longest and most uh, stressful level to complete. The level features four seasons you must traverse to complete tasks, like getting a jiggy in the fall from a flower you planted in the spring, among other things, uh, mostly centered around trying to like catalyze an event from a prior season and then moving forward to cash in on uh, what you started in a later season. The problem that I have with this level is trying to get all the jiggies. <laughs> Getting the jiggies in Click Clack Wood is just like a monstrous task. Because each season of the each season of the area is its own like separate loading zone, so it has its own jiggies per season. But each each of those areas is like a full map. Uh, so you have to explore all four seasons, get every Jiggy from each of the four without dying, with, like, the most amount of hazards you've had in an area yet in the game. Quick aside from editing here, uh, I realized I said Jiggies when I meant music notes. Collecting the music notes in Click Clack Wood is a devilish task set forth 
by Rare Studios. Eventually, maybe you'll get all 100 notes. Maybe you'll just get some jiggies, some jinjos, and uh, move on. But you will move on to the penultimate area of the game, which is hidden behind a music note door. Not jiggies. Uh, they're actually are not jiggy doors that I'm aware... There actually might be. I think I'm actually second-guessing myself. I think there's a final jiggy door uh, for the final fight, but this penultimate area is hidden behind a music note door, which is like 1,200 music notes or something crazy. So uh, you collect your music notes and your jiggies and move on to the quiz show. Uh, yeah, so this one of the final fights with Grunty is this quiz show, which uh, takes information, uh, takes characters, takes enemies, uh, things about the levels that you went through, and quizzes you on them. So things like, uh, what is this hermit crab's name? Or whose voice is this? Uh, something I guess I didn't mention was that each of the... Uh, Banjo invented this, like, maybe not invented, I think they're the first, but I'm not actually completely sure. Uh, they invented this language that was used in a later game that we're actually talking about next week, or next next episode on Hindsight, not next week, but two weeks from now. Uh, this language where they, like, mix up syllables uh, and use them as like sounds uh in animal crossing they used a few different ones i know one of them is called bbbs uh but here i think it's a different one and i i can't remember what the name of it is uh so each of the different characters in the game use this different sound font when they're talking uh so as they bring up text in their dialogue they they use the sound font and it sounds like so during this quiz show you have to recall which character uses those sounds and then answer accordingly most of those are pretty pretty different so you'll have one that's a really high voiced character and then you'll have three that are pretty low voiced or maybe one that isn't like voiced at all like like a, like a low-level enemy or something like that. Uh, and there's actually a surprising amount of these characters that have these voices. Uh, any of, you know, any of the NPCs that you talk to, so like Cheeto, uh, you have Bottles. He's the one who teaches you all of your abilities. You have Mumbo, uh, obviously Tootie, Gruntilda, uh, Kazooie, Banjo... All of these characters all have voices, but a lot of you are like boss enemies, like the Hermit Crab, uh, and some of these other people also have voices to them as well. So you go through this quiz show, coming back around to it, and answer all these questions correctly or incorrectly, uh, and struggle your way through it. Hopefully not. It should, should pretty much click through. Uh, you shouldn't have too much trouble with these questions if you were paying attention through the game and after making it through grunty will run off behind a final uh and 
I had it in my notes that this is a note door, but I think this is actually a puzzle door uh, for the Jiggies. So after uh, getting through this final door, you have your final fight with Grunty. This final fight is a little bit of a marathon. It has a few different styles of fighting that you use throughout the game. So first, you start off by shooting her uh, with eggs, and then you get uh, jump and fly uh, spaces to be able to use your wing dash on her and hit her out of the air. And then finally, you have to uh, plant eggs into these Jinjo statues to release the Jinjos. And the Jinjos are actually the ones to knock Grunty off of this rooftop and take the fight to its climax. You defeat Grunty with the help of the Jinjos. You save Tootie. You exchange witty banter, and you have a lovely... Lovely, well-scripted, well-musically-composed uh, credit roll. And all is well with the world. There's no need for... Oh, there's a sequel. But uh, we're not going to be talking about that today, because I actually... Uh, I've never beaten that one. I've hardly ever played Banjo-Tooie, uh, which kind of strikes me as odd because of how much I love it, and I'm pretty sure I had access to it when I was younger, too, so. The regrets of an adult, I suppose. But anyway, I hope you enjoyed the music. I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did, please share this with a banjo fan that you know. Uh, hit that like button subscribe for future episodes uh check out my discord or my twitch uh i go live and upload some content from time to time so feel free to stop by and take advantage of some of those until next time when we talk about another series that uses bbbs i will see you then Do 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 do